Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I oh God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, I pulled a page from the um, Sad Sack Handbook. Okay. Last night. All right, I like the, the sound of this. The Sad Sack Manual, which we're writing together. <laughs> How to Be a Sad Sack by Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. If I'm ever going to get a PhD in anything, it's being a sad, pathetic sack. You're going to get a PhD in sad sackism. Sad sacking, yeah. So you know how we talked a few weeks ago on this podcast about, do you eat most of your meals at the coffee table or do you eat them at a kitchen table? At the coffee table. And I accused you, I said, ah, that's, that's, no, that's sad. And then we started talking about, no, it's even sadder if you're alone, if you sit at your kitchen table alone. Yeah, that's a rough one. And eat alone. And my beautiful bride is away right now. Uh, so are my gifted children. So I was home alone last night. I sad sacked so hard. Oh no, you ate at the table. Uh, first of all, I drank a beer by myself out on the patio alone. And then I came inside and I warmed up leftovers and I sat at my kitchen table in absolute silence and ate alone. And you warmed them up in the microwave, I assume. Yeah. So it was a microwave-prepared meal that you ate at a table by yourself. It was leftovers. It wasn't something I just pulled out of a freezer Still, when when it's a plate or something you have to pull out of a microwave. Here's where it goes next level sad, is that my oldest daughter came through the front door of the house and walked into the kitchen and saw me sitting alone in silence, eating dinner by myself. And it kind of felt good because she felt so sorry for me. She felt sad. And sometimes pity feels good, right? <laughs> sometimes it, That'll be on the first page when you open the sad sack book. And it'll sometimes be, pity feels good. It will be called uh, Garter and Bryce's Handbook for Sad Sack Living. And then right underneath, sometimes pity feels good. And she pitied me hard. It was, uh, she immediately came and sat down at the table with me. I don't think I could eat dinner in total silence. Mm, I enjoy it. It has the same energy as uh, driving your car, like when you drive your car without the music on or anything like that. You're just like, I'm not in the mood for it today. Uh, I can't eat in silence with other people. Like if we sit down and we're eating and it's dead, so I'll get up and I'll put some music on or something. I can't handle that, especially when you hear the sounds of food being consumed. Can't handle it. But I was alone. It was just the sound of me chewing celery. It didn't matter. I can't do it. Yeah. Like I'll, It'll be the point where like I'll make a meal and mm-hmm. I'll sit down at the coffee table. And now I need to find something to watch whilst I dine. So my food is sitting there getting cold for 45 minutes as I struggle to find something Why don't to you watch. line that up before you start? Because that's not how you sad sack. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no thinking ahead. If you want to sad sack hard. <laughs> this is why eat, I have a PhD. Eat your food alone at a coffee table, but the food has to have cooled down to like room, lukewarm temperatures. Yeah, well, you search for something to watch. Ultimately, you find nothing, and so you just put on Parks and Recreation again. Or you put on an episode of uh, Pawn Stars or something. Or the worst, I hate to say it, but you put on the news. 
And so you're sitting there eating your meal, which is usually underwhelming. And then all you see is news about how everything's wrong. Yeah, you've waded too far into the newscast, so you've gone by sort of the local stuff that you can relate to. Now you're into international affairs, and you're like, what? Which are all downers. I don't understand what's going on there. Why can't they all just get along? <laughs> or it's the stories that every single newscast does for some reason where they're like, today these students at this school were learning about this. Yeah. Like, why do I care? Yeah, class is in session. They always have some sort of pun they lean into way too. Have you noticed that news has gotten way too punny? Yes, it has. And they're trying really hard to force the small talk, between, oh. especially between like the anchors and the, the weather well, people. Well, that channel that you and I both watch <sighs> makes my hands sweat. Cold as ice. Yeah. A lot of those newscasters, like they... It's like Ron Burgundy. Like, they really just should stick to the mm-hmm. teleprompter. And anytime they go off script, it's See, usually I, a disaster. I think you and I both agree that the one person, when she tries to lead, it's fantastic because we like her because she's got personality. She's good at her job. But then it's just like she's trying to do improv with a set of curtains. She gets nothing in return. Nope. And it's, I'm sitting there eating my bad meal, <laughs> watching uncomfortably. Yeah. You just sad sacked even harder. <laughs> You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. <clears throat> so still uh, no reciprocation, huh? Nope. Huh. No, sir. I, I keep the L-bombs on the inside. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. They're trapped in your phone. Forever. Hey, Bryce Kelly. Yeah? I love you. And I'm not afraid to tell the world. That's weird, man. Uh, it is weird, isn't it? <laughs> we don't have that relationship. We don't tell each other we love each other. Somebody had texted the show and said, uh, do you guys tell your siblings that you love them? And I had to stop and think about it for a minute. And I don't think I do. Like, I wouldn't say it out loud, but if I wrote a Christmas card or something to my sister, I'd probably say, love, Garney. Like, I'd put that at the end. I don't know if I would ever say it out loud, though. No, there's no need. My parents tell me all the time. Do you tell people? No. Ever? No. I knew this would make you wildly uncomfortable. I do it through playful criticism. Playful criticism? Is there such a thing? Playful ridicule. No, that's playful called jabbing. passive aggression. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's how I do it. Uh, somebody said, yes, I tell all my people that I know I love them. You never know when it will be the last time. Mm. I prefer my way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so uh, not going to brush your hair today, hey? <laughs> that just means that I love you. Uh, hey, Garner, I do tell my siblings and friends I love them, which probably seems weird because I don't look like the type of guy that would do that. It seems to put a smile on everyone's face. Even the strangers who are overhearing it. Oh, so you do it loudly. Okay. Boy. No, not for me. Uh, I'm not that type of person. This is from, uh, this is from Justin. I tell everyone I love them. My family, my friends, even my coworkers. You never know. Someone could be having a very crappy day and saying that little line and showing them that type of appreciation could save a life. Justin, I'll bet you you're glad you don't work with Justin, huh? Someone just texted said, my girlfriend's family says it every time they leave the room. <laughs> really? So there's different ends of the spectrum on this one, I suppose. Yeah, when you're just going to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Yeah, that might be a bit much. 
I do tend to say it, though, every time somebody leaves my house. Like, not like you, though. Not that you've ever been to my house. I don't know. I don't... I, I could not bring myself... I don't think I'm going to start telling my friends I love them, even though I do love them. It would be... It's something that has to be... Something you've done from the start. Yes. To just... 20 years into a friendship, start dropping it. Be like, well, What's wrong with you, man? Are you sick? Yeah. You got something you need to tell me? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Um, a lot of people say they tell everybody they love them. Friends, family, complete strangers. Somebody said, I worked for a government organization a couple of years ago. Human Resources had to notify my department of a new policy stating we were no longer allowed to say I love you to co-workers in the office. Huh. Apparently someone got creeped out and I want to know the story. Yeah, there's got to be some juicy backstory there. It is. It's a little weird in the office. Like just to throw out the blanket I love you at the end of a board meeting where you're just discussing, you know, projections, revenues, EBITDA, that kind of thing. Maybe creepy back rub guy got a little oh, too into it. Maybe. Letting I love you slip out. Uh, somebody else says, I tell my family and friends I love them, but not my husband. Ooh. Not because I don't love him, but because I think it makes him uncomfortable. They then followed up. They said, uh, follow up to not telling my husband I love him. It used to bug me, but I learned it's not his love language. Like Bryce, his love language is endearing harassment. Yes, endearing harassment. What a lovely way to put it. Eh, I don't know. I call it passive aggression. <laughs> I like somebody her. else. Oh my God. Somebody else is on your team. I'm worried about ending up in court, an HR meeting or having a restraining order placed on me. Bryce has this right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not walking on thin ice. Uh, not in this day and age. No, sir. I tell my dad all the time. I love him, but he gets mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. I am an identical twin. I have never told my twin brother I love him. Ooh. We don't even wish each other happy birthday or give each other gifts. But we both know. Yeah, because they have that, that weird brain, twin, twin bond energy. thing. Yeah. That twins hate talking about. Because I think that's the only thing people want to ask them about. So do you guys finish each other's sentences? Do you guys know what each other one is, is thinking? Yeah, they don't have to say I love you. Yeah. Because they can already they can say it without words. How about you? Do you tell the people in your circle that you love them? And I don't mean just your family. I mean your friends, your co-workers. Do you? Lots of people do. I'm actually shocked how many people say they do. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Somebody just said, uh, love you, Garn. Say it while you can. My hubby lost his best friend the year after grad, his mother a few years later. Say it now. Do you tell people you love them? Like outside, I mean, do you tell your siblings? That's how we started this. Somebody texted the show and asked that question. Do you tell your siblings that you love them? Uh, and now we're talking about people who tell everyone that they love them. Somebody says, I've said I love you to coworkers. I'm a chef. So one server was having a bad day and was angry towards everyone. So one day she came back to the kitchen, just going off on the servers. I yell out, hey, she replies, what? I just stare at her in the most calm voice. I love you. She smiles and starts shaking her head, walking back out of the kitchen. So whenever she came back and was in a bad mood, I would tell her, I love you. I really think it made her day better. 
Uh, or she's just waiting to plunge one of your knives into your back when you're not looking. <laughs> this one. Actual phone conversation closer when I'm talking with my dad. Me. Okay, love you. Bye. Dad. Yep. Click. <laughs> Brad says a coworker was on the phone with a vendor, ended the call with, love you, out of reflex. She was mortified. I was delighted. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Let me try this one more time. Maybe I'm just not doing it loud enough. Bryce Kelly, I love you. I love you. Are you in a plane that's crashing or... Do you have an incurable disease? Did you just get some bad news from the doctor or... No, we're just... uh, We're talking about the... Somebody had texted the show and said, Hey... Do you guys tell your siblings that you love them? And I started thinking about that. I don't, I might not say it out loud, but if I sent them a text or a Christmas card, I might go, love Gurney at the end. But I don't know if I say it out loud ever to my siblings. Seems like a good move to me. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the fan of karate chopping real emotions mm. and replacing them with playful insults. Bryce, do you have a fear of intimacy? Oh, no. I wouldn't read too deep into this. No, so we just started talking. Like, do you you tell anybody you love them? Does anybody tell you they love you? One day. This one, the first time my dad said I love you was on my 18th birthday. I said, love you too. We haven't said it since. I'm 40 this year. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. That's a uh, that's a drought. That's an I love you drought right there. Yeah, that one, uh, oh. he's taking some time off. This one, I laughed, then I cringed, then I laughed again. Years ago, I had a boyfriend. We had not said the L word yet. I was in the kitchen doing something. He was sitting at the dining room table. Out of the blue, he said, I love you. I said, oh, wow, I love you too. There was a moment of confusion. He then said, no. I said, I'm hungry. Devastation. Oof. We did eventually tell each other we loved each other many, many times. Wendy. Wow, that is a swing and a miss. No kidding. Oof. I like the way this person spells mum. The British spelling of mum. M-U-M. My mum never says I love you. Her mum was quite harsh and never said it, so I'm trying to start new habits. But when I say it at the end of a phone call, she gets annoyed. Yes, of course. Now, goodbye. Like it's a ridiculous thing to say. I do it anyway. Good. Keep pushing. And keep pushing her away. A lot of people kind of text in and say, you have to say it, man. Yeah. It could be the last time you see them, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I kind of, I like operating under the assumption that if it is the last time I see you, I want to my last words to be something weird. <laughs> something not, memorable? Not something, you know, loving. and Like what? <laughs> like, I can juggle five knives at once. Just watch. Yeah. I'm good with snakes. <laughs> I could totally swim across the North Saskatchewan. Let's see how far into the ocean I can swim. Yeah. Uh, somebody else said, I'm super nice and loving and say, I love you to my friends. So when I don't say I love you, you know you did something bad. Ooh. Ooh withholding affection right there. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, my dad gave me a hug and told me he loved me once. He'd never done it before. It was the creepiest thing ever, and I hope he never does it again. I think you got to start that young. You got to start that early in the relationship. But then there's Paul. 
I tell my dad I love him every time I talk to him. And my two adult boys tell me the same thing all the time. This person, um, I'm not an openly affectionate person. My husband pointed out once that he always says I love you at the end of a call and I respond, yep, and hang up. I also don't hug. My coworkers will hug and tell me they love me. Knowing it makes me cringe, I should go to HR. Harassment. Best thing about the pandemic was no hugs. Yeah, don't hug people that don't want to be hugged. Um, oh, this one. As a general rule, I don't say I love you until the other person says it first. Ooh, you're a love follower. You're not a love leader. Lana, I tell my siblings I love them almost every time I talk to them. Okay. You're listening to the Carter Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody said, uh, I had a girlfriend who said I love you really early in a new relationship. I panicked and replied, thank you. She broke up with me the next day. My name's Jason. The secret word is shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wasn't supposed to read all that, but hey, you put it on the teleprompter. I'm going to read it. It definitely seems like a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who definitely say it, and they all like, oh, you never know. It could be the last thing you ever say to them. A lot of people them. said that this morning. And you I do. Know. I believe in that. I do. I'd rather my last words, ah, I can't run out. I can't outrun a bear. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I could totally outrun a bear in flip-flops. I want those to be my last words. I only tell my siblings I love them when I'm hammered. We're all getting old, so not much I love you going on these days. The only time I say I love you when I'm sober is to my dog. Ooh. Is that the saddest thing ever? Like, I'm glad you love your dog, but... Somebody else said, is it bad that I say I love you to my mom and my sister, but not my dad or brother? Oh, well, not going to (laughs) start. Oh, let's finish on this one. Uh, This one. Oh, yeah, this one. uh, This, that area code isn't from here, though, right? I looked it up. I think it's a Toronto one. Okay. This one, yeah, made us, gave us both pause. My family is super affectionate. Lots of I love yous growing up. We're also a family that still kisses each other on the mouth. I'm in my 30s. You lost me at that last part. Uh, no judgment, though. No, of course not. Mm-mm. Not at all. What? Who? Oh. What if you accidentally close your eyes? Huh? Then it gets super weird. <laughs> That's Aww. true. But then if you keep your eyes open, then you're locking eyes. Oh, man. Oh, this seems like a no-win situation. Yeah. Ugh. I kind of regret that this is rattling around in my head now and probably in yours as well. The logistics of pulling that off without making it weird, it's too difficult. Yeah. It's a minefield. Forget about it. Do you, <laughs> do, you do this move where you kick one foot up behind your <laughs> when you're... Mid smooch with your dad. Accidentally let a little groan out. Oh boy, I'm uncomfortable now. (laughs) It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, We got this text late in the show yesterday. I never heard back from Gladys though. Uh, We were talking about getting banned. What have you been banned from? Gladys has been banned from something. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, Gladys text reads Hello is this the radio station This is Gladys I want to share the story Of when they banned me From Fabricland I told them Their yarn was Absolutely horrible Shelly banned me And told me to take My filthy mouth Elsewhere Never again Did I or will I Go there 
Wow. I need the rest of the story, Gladys. I didn't know things got so heated at Fabricland. I didn't know anybody took a filthy mouth to Fabricland. Wow. Whew. That takes, uh, is that a feather in your cap when you get banned from, of all places, Fabricland? Yeah, I don't know. It's like people who brag about being banned from, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. But being banned from a Chuck E. Cheese, ah, that might not make you, there might be something wrong with you. We if got, you get banned from a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that might be a red flag. Yeah. We did get a little more detail. There was a guy on Facebook. His name is Joey. Uh-huh. And he said that he got banned from Commonwealth Stadium for streaking. Oh. And I said, this requires more information. He said it was at uh, a Elks Riders game. I was there with a girl. I asked her to hold my wallet and my phone, then went over to the corner of the field. Some people saw what I was up to and gave me cash for the fine. So I guess people were just handing him money. <laughs> At that point, I was committed. I dropped my drawers and went for it. Almost made the touchdown, but came up short. The girl I was with showed up with her friend to get me out of jail in the middle of the night. That's a, that's a meat cute. Is it? Oh, <laughs> Bailing man. your bow out. I always wonder, and we talked about this yesterday, when you decide that you're going to streak the field at a sporting event and you drop your clothes and everything... What is the end goal? Like, how do you think this ends? You running out of the stadium and getting on a bus? Yeah, what is the best case scenario here? I mean, clearly your keys to your car are back in your pants. (laughs) What are you going to do? How do you even pay for bus fare? Do you even get on the bus because you're naked? People who streak at public events, they're not exactly forward thinkers. They don't think to the future. Yeah. They live in the moment. Yeah, you just need to think two minutes into the future. Yeah. What do I do when the streaking's over? Yes. It's not like security's going to stop chasing you and let you put your clothes back on. No, you're not going to just go back to your seat naked. <laughs> <laughs> What's the end goal? Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.